Hey y'all, and welcome to What Y'all Reading, a podcast where two friends and librarians gush over writing, talk about characters like we know them in real life, and nerd out over any historical connection we can find. You can expect at least 30 minutes filled with fun, laughter, and a new YA book review every other Wednesday. I'm Alyssa. And I'm Madeline. And this week we did a different thing where I read the book and Alyssa watched the Netflix movie of Moxie by Jennifer Matthew. Is that how you say her last name? I think so. Okay. I am not the one to go for new pronunciation. <laughs> yeah, that's true. We all know We should have looked now. it up. We should have looked it up. <laughs> I but, think it's um, Matthew. I think it's Matthew. It's it's like T-H-I-E-U, so it's different. Anyhow, so Alyssa didn't read the book except for like the first chapter. And I, I didn't tried. watch <laughs> I didn't watch the movie. I listened to the whole book. And I was like, well, let's let's do it differently where I don't know what the hell you're going to say and you don't know what I'm going to say and just compare it. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, me too. So let's hit it. So at the beginning of this book. Um, it's Vivian and she's like at her house in her bedroom and she's talking about how her mom has this box in her closet of all of her riot girl things. And it's like this box full of zines and buttons and pictures of when her mom was in high school. And so that's how the whole thing starts. And then it kind of like flashes to school. Um, and at school there are... There's a new kid, Lucy Hernandez, and then the first scene, um, Mitchell Miller Wilson, Mitchell Wilson, Mitchell something, Mitchell Mitchell Wilson, yeah, um, is she's like called upon to, or she raises her hand to answer a question, and he goes, "Make me a sandwich," which can I tell you? And so that, um, and then she goes on this little rant in the book. All about how they all, um, all of the boys on the football team all say the stupid thing that it started a couple years ago. It's not new. It started a couple years ago. And um, it's make me a sandwich. And it's basically supposed to imply that the women should be in the kitchen barefoot making food for the men. Which is stupid because they're fucking 16. Um, Anyhow, so that happens. Then they go to the, the... the football game and at the football game in the bleachers behind her, she turns around or maybe it's in an assembly. It's in the pep assembly before the game that night. She turns around and there's this boy and he has like this hair. And let me tell you, so we're talking about (laughs) Seth Acosta, who's the other main character in this. The way that they talk about Seth Acosta's hair. So in the movie, he is, um, just moved in from Austin. His parents are fiber artists, which basically means that they put like fabric on canvas. And he's like, it looks like they just modge podge or paint bed sheets to canvas. <laughs> um, but they're like on this like creative kick. And anyhow, so that's why they've moved. His dad is um, Mexican and his mom is super white. So he's Hispanic in the book. But he always wears black, so he comes in and he's, like, wearing this black band t-shirt and these black skinny jeans, and he has black hair and these piercing blue eyes. But the way she describes the hair in the book, Jennifer, she says that it is, like, this long hair. And then she says, 
And then when Seth turned, when the kid turns his head, she could see that it was shaved in the back. And like nobody was ever that edgy to have hair. And so I'm thinking, is this the Karen haircut? Does this kid have the Karen haircut? <laughs> and I could not get past it. I'm like, and then I'm like, well, no, maybe it's just like the, the normal short and like a little bit longer on top or maybe like yeah. longer swoop. But then no, she's that- like, and he tucks a big chunk of it behind his ear. And I'm like, but you can't tuck a chunk if it's just like the. Sh- <laughs> Listen. So I had a whole thing. And I was like, how no, do you think this ma'am. guy is cute? Like, why is his hair like that? <laughs> no. Listen, the Seth Acosta in the in the movie, listen, I'm a 30-year-old woman and I should be crushing on some little 18-year-old <laughs> boy probably. But he was cute. I was like, all right, Seth Acosta. Mm-mm. Okay, friend, if I was in high school, I would date you. Come on now. My my note says, um, like, Seth Acosta's hair at the pep rally. It was confusing. Does he have a mullet? What kind of haircut does he have? Like a reverse mullet? I could not figure it out. I'm telling you. I'm I'm going to Google reverse mullet right now. Tell me. <laughs> reverse mullet. I'm scared about what's going to pop up. Uh. <clears throat> Bitch, it's a thing. <laughs> it's a thing. Let me look on my phone. Let me look on my God, it's called a tellum or a reverse mullet. It's literally tellum just... is mullet spelled backwards. <gasps> I don't understand. Oh, oh, I can't breathe. Oh. I don't understand. What is Wait, this? Is it this? Is it this? <laughs> no, that's not normal. <laughs> Listen. I just, you guys, please. No mullets. No no reverse mullets or tell them. This apparently is, is what uh, they're called. Uh, I can't. This I can't is the, this is what it. I imagined his hair to be. I was like, does he have this hair? <laughs> this is the Kate, Kate, oh God, Kate and whatever plus I'm eight. <laughs> I'm crying. Kate plus eight. Yes. I am weeping. Oh, my God. Um, oh, it's hot now. Oh, maybe he, now, that one looks cute. Maybe he does have that. <laughs> oh, no, ma'am. That's not cute. <laughs> That's not fucking cute. Get out. Okay. No. no. So anyway, all of a sudden, she's like, oh, Seth Acosta. Or she doesn't know his name yet. So she goes home and she's like super pissed about the make me a sandwich thing. As she should be. But it's been two years. Like, why, why now? So then she's like, I'm going to make a zine about it because I'm suddenly super pissed off. And I was like, are you? And so she just made these zines and, like, said everybody should draw hearts and stars on their hands and um, snuck into school early and put them in the bathrooms. Which, this is the second book that we've read where high school students get into their school early. I'm like, that bitch, that, that cannot be a thing. That cannot it's be not a, a fucking thing. thing. It's not There's a thing. There's no way. It's got to be a plot device. Mm-mm. Wait, what mm-hmm. plot? Like, that's not realistic to me. Like, what high schooler, first of all, is sneaking mm-hmm. in after hours? Like, who wants? I didn't want to be there. I will never, ever want to go back to high school. So why would I want to be there early? 100%. 100%. Nah, man. That's some bullshit. I call bullshit. So she, like, names a day in the zine for this, which, does does she go to, like, the, the corner copy place with, like, 
Frank to to make the copies. Yes. So I will say okay. that in the movie, she goes, and the first time she goes, it's, like, raining heavily, and it's super yes. dramatic, and she, like, slams it up, and she's like, I need a bajillion copies of these. And the guy's like, well, how much is a bajillion? And she's like, 50. And I'm like, 50? Honey. So he shows her how to make school? it. I don't know. Listen. Yeah, because it's you copy. It's you copy. So he's like, I can't make them for you, but I can show you how. Stop, because I use <laughs> like, that same okay. one at work all the time. <laughs> well, I need to. I was like, well, I can show you, but I won't do it for you. Yeah. Patrons um, don't like me. So that's a cute scene. He, he pops up a couple times. Well, so um, it's cute in the um, in the movie. So just a quick divergent because I know I wasn't mm-hmm. supposed to talk about the movie until after. But no, we can, I think we can go back and forth. It's fine. So he, she like he's really supportive of her, and it's so cute. He's like posing with one of the zines as she takes a photo, mm-hmm. and then like she makes these stickers later on in the in the movie. Yes. I don't know if they're mm-hmm. in the book. Okay, mm-hmm. and so he's like. Go give him hell. And I'm like, look at Frank the copy guy just living his best life. You know, I wondered where she made those stickers. Because in the book, it never says. It's just like, she they're stuffing the, the zines with stickers. And I'm like, wait, it, they have like a, a week of winter break. Did she order them off Etsy like speed? Like, where did she get these stickers made so fast? She, and they're like know big that- vinyl extra yeah. sticky stickers yeah. and I'm like that's a lot of Christmas money you spent on that yeah in the movie she gets them from the copy store I don't okay. know how she just walks out of them out of there one day with all these stickers so okay. yeah it wasn't explained in the book so is everything that I've explained so far in the movie the same kind of yeah most it, well so in the beginning of the movie Mm-hmm. I will tell you it threw me off, and I'm going to tell you why. She's running through the North Pacific Forest. <laughs> what? <laughs> I was just like, wait, did I click on Twilight? <laughs> That's the vibe <laughs> I got. <laughs> I was yeah. like, where's the sparkly vampires? <laughs> I was, like, watching. I was, like, what the fuck am I watching? Because this is not, this is supposed to be Moxie. Like, what the fuck is this? But it was a dream. She was dreaming that she's in this forest. And she's screaming and no one can hear her. And I'm, like, bitch, I thought you were fucking being attacked by vampires. And Jacob was going to pop out of somewhere in a little wolf form and save your ass. Like, I didn't know what the fuck was going on. So that was weird. And then the beginning of the movie, so she goes to school. She meets with Claudia. Claudia, by the way, is Chinese. Mm -hmm. I don't know if she's Chinese in the book. Nope. Nope. She's just a plain white girl. Not in the movie. She's Chinese. And so they've been, like, best friends since they were four. Yes. Yes. And they go to school, and they're talking about the list. Like, straight off the get-go, they're talking about the list at school. They're not talking about, um... The Riot Girl stuff? Like, the March Madness list? I don't know. They just call it about? the list. So in okay. in the movie, they just call it the list. And it's like the most bangable or biggest rack or biggest ass uh, or da 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 da. Right off That's the bat? What, yeah, right off the bat. Mm-hmm. And then they go to class. And that's when Lucy is introduced 
Lucy Hernandez and, mm-hmm. you know, fucking twat waffle. What's his name again? Mitchell. Mitchell. Fucking Mitchell. Um, <laughs> I called him a twat waffle. So sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it just kind of came out. Oopsie. Um, so, <clears throat> so he's a, like, obviously you can see he's like the captain of the football team. He's mm-hmm. like big machismo energy and shit. And, and they're just, they're like, well, if, if you just, if you just, like, ignore him, he'll leave you alone. Because in the the one scene in the movie that freaked me out, that, oh, my God, freaked me out. So Lucy's trying to get a soda. She put her money in. She's trying to press the Coke button. Mind her own damn business. And Mitchell comes into the room. And he's all like, hey, let me buy you a drink. And she's oh. like, no, I'm good. And he's like, oh, come on. And he, like, reaches for her shoulder. And she's like, I didn't tell you that you could touch me. Don't touch me. And I was like, fuck yes, Lucy. Come on. And then. So interesting. Oh, my God. So he's like, why do you have to be so difficult? And she goes, I'm not being difficult. I'm just literally trying to buy a soda. You're the one throwing a tantrum. So then he hits the machine. Like, he just punches the machine. It's so random and so sudden and so violent. Like, she jumps. I jumped. I was like, what the fuck's happening? I'm like, it's like 30 minutes into the movie. I'm like, what the hell? And I'm like, oh, shit. And so Vivian's witnessing all of this. Mm-hmm. And so she, go home, she goes home that night, and she's talking to her mom about, like, the Riot Girl stuff. Because Lucy referenced, like, oh, I'm going to keep my head up. I'm going to keep my head up high. And that's something that Vivian's mom always tells her. So she goes, Mom, what's that's that from? And she thing. goes, oh, it's from, like, a band. Excuse me. And then so she goes into her mom's closet, gets out this, like, suitcase full of, like, her old stuff, like, her memorabilia from when she was in high school. And goes through it, and that starts her whole momentum. Mm, that's so interesting. So in the in the book, her mom doesn't know about rock. <laughs> inspired by the Riot Girl stuff at all until no, like, yeah. the last scene of the entire book. Yeah, same, same. Okay, okay. So in the movie, like, but also, her mom has no idea. Yeah. Okay. So the list that you refer to. So the way it works in the book is like the first. The first thing that triggers the first zine is the bump and is the is the make me sandwich. The mm-hmm. second thing is um, the bump and grab. I think the second thing is the bump and grab. Did they do the bump and grab? No. So the bump and grab. <clears> is the make me a sandwich bo- thing wasn't even um, in the movie. What? Mm-hmm. So the bump and grab is this thing where. The boys bump into girls in the hallway and they get like points for it, but then they like grab you. So they, it could be like <gasps> around your waist. It could be like, you know, no, side ma'am. boob. It could be like under your shirt. And then they just like walk away and it's so fast that they're like, oh, sorry, sorry. And they like pass it off. So that's what triggers the second zine. And that's when they do the bathrobes. Everybody wear bathrobes. Is that in the movie? No. So the first like robes. act of. Yeah, so the in each zine, there's, like, an act of rebellion. So the first one was right. write hearts and stars on your hands. The second mm-hmm. one is um, everybody wear a bathrobe. Is it the bathrobe is the second one? Maybe the bathrobe is the second one, but bump and grab is third. And I get the mix up. But the point is, and then the third, there's a third one. Um, <clears throat> the third one isn't the walkout. I don't think. I think the third one... 
I don't freaking remember. The point is, there was always an action except for the w- one of them that she made. Oh, the third one was the stickers. Okay. Yeah. So, so that was <clears throat> that followed the same yeah. chain in the movie. So the first okay. one was the stars on the hands and the hearts on the hands. The second one was tank tops because mm. one of the girls who's bigger busted. <clears throat> shout yeah, because there my was bigger busted girls. There was a dress code <clears throat> thing. Yeah, there was a dress code thing. So mm-hmm. all of the girls wore tank tops, and mm. then. The third one was trying to get the soccer captain um, put in the running. So in the movie, there's like this $10,000 scholarship that would go towards college for someone who's active in ath- like athletics and stuff. And it always oh, goes to yeah, Mitchell. Up. <clears throat> Sorry, guys. My allergies are like all over the fucking place. Um, so Mitchell was the only one nominated. And then at a football game, the ri- like the Moxie girls stand up and they're like, no, we do- nominate Kira, da-da-da-da-da-da, Kira, da-da-da-da. And so the third act was like trying to get her elected. And then the stickers <clears throat> happened because she lost to Mitchell. And then the last one was the big one that we can. Mm-hmm. Okay, so. Yeah. This is, so, it's so different. It, it's like different, but even- I. It, it's um, real, it's like, kind of because so Lucy has like a bake sale for the soccer team in the cafeteria, and mm-hmm. she writes her name down as like the sponsor of the club. Yeah. Excuse me, and so then that kind of gets her in trouble later because she's the only name actually associated with this club. Um, <clears throat> oh no, Claudia is the one that gets in Anyhow, trouble. Anyhow, oh no, Claudia didn't even buy into it. Claudia like didn't even believe it until like third act um, because. Instead of Lucy in the hallway with the soda thing, it was Claudia Mm -hmm. in the hallway and Mitchell came up to Claudia and Mitchell like was like grabbing onto Claudia and like assaulted her and Claudia just like disappeared for the day and they couldn't get a hold of her. And so then she shows up the next morning and this was like after it was the same day as she got asked out by Seth. And so Vivian's very, very distracted about being asked out by Seth. They're going to hang out. Is it a date? Is it not a date? Blah, blah, blah. So they have the whole date. And so she's like trying to text Claudia, like, where are you? Like, are you okay? Just tell me you're okay. Because she, it's like been like ghosting. So then Claudia shows up the next morning, like bright and early, sobbing at her house. And then that's when we find out that Mitchell has assaulted Claudia. This book should have trigger warning on it. For sure. Yeah. For sure. So in the movie, Claudia, like I said, is um, Chinese. She's Her parents are immigrants. Or her mother is an immigrant. I, there wasn't much, There wasn't anything clear about her father. Um, and so she's not into the moxie stuff at first. Because you can tell she's like an introverted child. She's mm-hmm. very much, I'm just going to keep my head down and do what I have to do mm-hmm. to get through school. Um, which is fine. There's nothing wrong with that. Hell, I did that in high school. I mean, come on. Mm-hmm. And so it's when they're trying to get Kira elected <clears throat> for this scholarship. And mm-hmm. the Moxie Club is sponsoring her. And this office starts ripping down all of her posters because she's not registered technically by a club to put things on the walls. Because I guess that's a thing in high school. You have to be a club in order to put stuff up. And so Claudia goes and registers Moxie as like a chess club, quote unquote chess club, so that they can hang posters and shit on the walls. And she's the one that gets in trouble when shit goes down with Moxie because no one at this point knows that Vivian is the one writing all the zines and is the one behind Moxie. Nobody knows. Mm -mm. Except Mm -mm. for Seth Acosta. 
Yeah, Vivian, because her grandparents call her dutiful and it pisses her off. Is that in the is that in the movie? So her grandparents aren't in the movie. Oh no! Her grandparents are like <laughs> Oh my god. They're like such an important part. They live like next door and Seth mm-hmm. has to like park way down the street and like kind of like walk in the back door so her parent her grandparents don't know and like it's like me mom and papa and like they sit and they um she has there's a couple scenes where she talks about she always goes there um like before dinner and they always have Stouffer's frozen meals because they're obsessed with them. Um not sponsored hashtag. <laughs> and, <laughs> um and th- it does this cute thing where it's like Wheel of Fortune and Grandma always just calls out random shit that's like not even close. And it's like, you know, like Lost Boys, Lost World, like Lost Dungeons or whatever. Like it doesn't make any sense. And it's just so charming and endearing. Um, and it's so important because her mom was a riot girl, you know, like very – and. I don't know if y'all know what Riot Girl is, but it's like it's like '90s punk rebel, like we are yeah. who we are, first wave feminists after the feminists of the '70s, kind '60s of. and '70s. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So um, grandparents are like very happy that Vivian is dutiful and like follows all the rules, and Vivian's like, "I'm not dutiful," and she's like really mad about it. Um, but the grandparents are so cute. They're so cute. And the whole thing with, like, the Stouffer's meals is, like, a really cute little thing. And her mom works at um, Urgent Care in the book. Is that true in the movie? So in the movie. she meets John. So in the movie, she's a nurse. Mm -hmm. Or she works. Well, actually, I didn't clarify. Was this a hospital or was it an urgent care? She works as a nurse somewhere. And she meets John through work. And Mm -hmm. Vivian has a hard time with it. Because and see, John for has some a Republican reason, sticker on the back of his car. Oh, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, so in the book, the <gasps> only reason Vivian doesn't like John is because he has this sticker of this guy that was a Republican. He ran Republican, and she's like, Mom, I can't fucking believe you. He voted Republican, and her mom's like, well, the, the guy's more center. And Vivian's like, you and then he comes over to the house at one point, and he has like, a book like one of William Faulkner's books. And so she's like, this guy is terrible. (laughs) So. So in the movie, he comes over for dinner and she makes her mom invite Seth Acosta over. At the same time. I don't know why I have to feel like I have to say Seth's Seth's whole name whenever I say Seth. Seth Acosta. (laughs) I don't know why. Um, Seth Acosta. So they come over for dinner and she goes, why is there an American flag on the back of your car? And I'm thinking like, what? It's like, what's wrong with, I'm confused. What? So now it makes more sense. Like, wait, are they in Texas? Mm-hmm. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it's East Rockport, Texas. Oh, that, that makes sense. Because more Seth sense. moves from Austin. Mm-hmm. No, so Seth in the movie is a homegrown. He's been there since second grade. He's known what? Vivian. Yes! Seth is a. It's so cute because one of the opening scenes is she's like, he's like, y'all, this Vivian. is a totally she- different story. <laughs> <laughs> it's like they just took the name and they just went with it. Um, yeah. So in the movie, in the very beginning, like the first day of class, like he sits like, next to her in the back. He's all like, hey, Vivian. And she's like, is that the Costa? Because he, I guess his hair grew out and she made a big deal. But she's like, your hair. And he's like, stand up. 
They're first of all, you're in the middle of fucking class. Pay attention. Stand up. Like, I know the morning <laughs> announcements are playing, but god damn it. So he's like, stand up, and she's like, uh, okay. <laughs> she he stands up. She's like, oh, you grew like two inches. <laughs> I just lost my shit. I was like, that's how you let her know you you got taller. <laughs> Homeboy, oh no. He seems like such a dork from the couple pictures that I've seen. No, like, okay, first of all, Seth Acosta, if we if I had a Seth Acosta in my high school, shit would have gone down so much differently. Okay. He like did the hearts and stars on his hand. Yeah. And he was yep. he's like, oh, ladies first. And he's like, wait, if that's okay, like I don't wanna assume any and the, oh my god so cute like so in one point in the movie they're like making out hard and heavy in the back of his car and she's like i'm ready and he's like well i want my first time to be a little bit more special and i was like all right seth acosta damn like most guys are like okay all right cool let's yeah. do this thing but it's no, just they're both versions in the book too they yeah they're they both versions like the they talk about it only when they like they're like at a beach and they're, like, talking about This is after the first time they hang out because he, there's, like, six months goes by and doesn't say anything or something. And then he, like, asks her out again. And he's, like, basically, I had a girlfriend at Austin and now I broke up with her. And so then they go out on this date and then they talk about it. And she basically asks him, like, if he's done it. And he's, like, no. Like, we never did. Have you? And she's, like, I told you I've never even had a boyfriend before. Like, of okay. course I haven't. Can I just... Can I, can I just, can we, like, do a quick side note, sidebar? Yes, yes, yes. Do they do that in high school now? Girl, I don't do know, Do they go up to you and, like, oh, are you a virgin? What the hell? That's not, you don't ask someone that question in the middle of high school. Again, I was probably super naive in high school. Yeah, me too, but, like, I don't know. I didn't think that that was, like. I mean, I knew, I so I will say, I knew that in high school, People were having sex. Like, I knew that because I knew one day in ninth grade, one of the girls came in and was like, you guys, I did it. And they were all like, oh, my God. <laughs> I'm sitting back going, like, mind you, ninth grade, ninth grade, Madeline. We're like, how old? 14? 13, 14. And she's like, I did it, you guys. And she was so proud. I'm just in the back going, she did what? What? What is it? Like, I was so naive. <laughs> It was so sad. But, like, it's just, I, that seems like a weird thing. Because I did try to read the beginning of the book, and I was like, I can't do this. Um, because at one point, she's, like, daydreaming about Seth Acosta, and she's like, I wonder if he's done it. I'm like, that's what you, that's the conclusion. Yeah. You yeah. went from, she thinks about oh, that all I the wonder time. what, I wonder if he has yeah. siblings, I wonder what he likes, and then I wonder if he's a virgin. What the hell? Mm-hmm. Because I he's so cool. Okay, so here's the thing about about Seth Acosta in the books. He's, like, super, super fucking cool. Like, indie kid, 100%. Yeah. Very quiet. Um, very, like, all black, obscure band t-shirts, like, chucks. Only talks about weird bands. And actually him and Vivian, that's what they bond over. Besides the um, him catching her putting Moxie in the bathroom... They bond over, like, um, he's wearing a Runaways t-shirt. And that's, like, one of her favorite bands because her mom played it for her growing up. And he's like, oh, yeah, my, I mean, my parents played it for me growing up. 
you know. No. Um, so and then they the also movie. bond over music. Like, like, they talk about Bikini Kill and, like, all these other awesome oh, punk I... rock bands. I wish they and had so I just feel like movie. it's a different vibe. It is. So, like, in, in the movie, he, like I said, he w- he's always been there. He's not, like, a new kid. He's a kid that's been there forever. And this is, like, the first, like, school year that she's noticed Seth. And I guess they used to call him Shrimpy Seth because I guess he used to be, like, really tiny or whatever. That's so mean. That is mean. Okay. Like, and he, like, has a crush on her. No, it's totally so he, like, keep. Yeah, he's like, oh, you're such this feminine badass, but you're so cute. And I'm like, Seth, you are very aware of what of your surroundings. You're very aware of other people. Mm-hmm. And that, to mm-hmm. me, felt more like college level rather than high school. Yeah. Did they fight in the movie? Yeah, they hit a big fight. Yeah, they hit a big fight. What was it about? Um, was it over the that end? It was towards the end. It? And... and she was stressing out about, she had stolen, like, so in the movie, the principal's a female. And she had stolen the principal's, like, you're you're the best principal award. Because she was angry. What? Yeah. And so Vivian is, like, having this family dinner. Her mom's new boyfriend is there. Seth is there. And she just goes off the fucking deep end. And she's, like, screaming at Seth. And she's screaming at John. And she's screaming at her mother. And I'm like, homegirl has lost her fucking mind. <laughs> and, and so he's mad. He's like, you know, you yelled at me and you treated me like shit. And I'm I like, yeah. oh, my God. The line he said. He's like, I'm not here to be your punching bag. And I was like, ooh. <laughs> yep. I was like, oh, my God. Um. Like, we're doing all of this, and I'm, like, definitely, like, missing all of the notes that I made. Um, so, before I get... They fight in the book a couple times, but it's... Every time, it's Vivian being stupid as shit. It's never yeah. Seth's fault. Like, uh, their big fight in the... So, this is episodes four. Watch the Netflix show. The book came out two years ago. If you haven't read it, too bad, so sad. Um... <laughs> But so the principal is actually Mitchell Wilson's dad. So that makes Ew. things 10 times worse because when they do when they do the bump and grab and when Claudia actually goes to tr- to tell about the assault too and he's like, "Oh, you know, he was just messing around. It means he likes you or whatever. Just go oh. home over the winter break and like brush it off and you'll be fine. You're just overreacting. It's been a hard week, blah blah blah." Um, yeah. And so he's he's the dad. He's he's just an so asshole. He's and he's the one that institutes all son. of the yes, and he institutes all the stupid random uniform checks, which are completely like somebody could get away from first period to fourth period, and then in fifth period they get called out, and then they have to wear these terrible. And that's why they wear the bathrobes. Um, mm. The award thing never happened. Instead, after she made the stickers, stickers got put on his bumper sticker. Uh, on his bumper uh, yeah. his car in the movie apparently the whole car got covered and you're an asshole stickers oh okay okay uh, Mitchell's whole locker got covered yeah but the principal so the movie, just had four on his car no so in the movie his whole locker gets covered so at one point he starts like sticking them to himself instead mm-hmm. and Vivian comes mm-hmm. up and she's like what are you doing he goes well I'm the asshole right she's like don't touch these stickers and I'm like 
Are you giving away who you are, Vivian? Like, she doesn't do Where that. I was like, what the fuck are you mm-hmm. doing? Hello? She actually, the um, only person that does anything with a sticker um, is Marcella. I think that's her name. Marcel? Marcel? Something like that. And um, she basically, like, somebody, like, goes up to her, tries to do a bump and grab. And she, instead of just, like, saying, getting mad about it, the girl's like, oh, come here. Like, blah, blah, blah. And she pulls a sticker out of her pocket. And she's like, slam! Like, right (laughs) on the middle of the guy's chest. Um, And that's actually a really important character because that character is actually caught later. They have this, like, arts and crafts fair at the VFW. And Vivi takes out the trash and, like, her... And another girl on the soccer team are like making out by the dumpster, and Vivi's like come upon this huge secret, and they're like, "Don't tell." And she's like, "I so, never." I don't know. So in the in the movie, there's the the cast the majority white, but I will say that they have so Lisi Hernandez is Afro Latina, um, Claudia's Chinese. I don't know why I'm so hard just then. Seth is like he's like a mix Seth of looks- Mexican and look like Asian, and then yeah. uh, Kira and some of the other girls on the soccer team are black, and then they have a transgender character. What? And they have That's a differently cool. abled character. So what's really cool is that and they weren't like oh my god this person's trans. Oh, they were in a riot girl meeting or a moxie girl meeting, and they were like I'm really upset because yeah they had meetings. <laughs> And like random parts. There were no meetings. There were meetings in the movie. It was an underground movement. Nobody knew. Well, they did it. it. Like they did it. Everybody. Like everybody. It was everybody's movement. That was the beauty of it. Is like nobody claimed it, so everybody felt like they could start a part of their movement, and it, it belonged to everybody. Yeah. So at first, Vivi didn't tell because she was like shy, and then she was like, "Well, now it's. I feel like it's going to take away." The power of it. The, yeah. the, there were never meetings. Yeah. So the uh, the trans character whose name is escaping me, she. So in this one of the meetings that they had, and mind you, it was like a side, like mm-hmm. they hid somewhere and had a meeting, like mm-hmm. it was still kind of underground. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But they were like, oh, the teachers don't even call me by my my new name, and that's upsetting. And they were like, oh my god, really? And so that was my clue, like, oh okay. This is a trans character. Yeah. That's really cool. I kind of wish they had, like, highlighted that a little bit more. That's know? not in the book at all. The book is very whitewashed, except for the couple Mexican characters. Yeah. A couple Latin They had a um, differently abled character in the movie. So that was, I thought that was pretty cool that they, so you can, from what I can tell, the book is very whitewashed, but the movie tried to, like, fix that, mm-hmm. I think. Oh, Which so- I appreciate. Let me round back. You said the whole mo- the whole movie started with the list, and then I said something about March Madness. Well, yeah. the last straw is this thing called March Madness, and every year all of the Mitchell Wilson and his cronies put together this fucking chart, just like the basketball thing of girls, and they pit them up against each other, and it's I don't know how they assign them points or, or whatever, and then like they basically compete, and then whoever wins is the most bangable. And so the end, the um, person that is sexually assaulted, who, um, at the book, I'm just going to totally spoil this. So it's like the, the head cheerleader girl that 
Vivi thinks is like beyond her and is like too good to be true. And she's the one that gives the whole, all the girls a speech about how they should be um, young ladies, Texas young ladies and blah, blah, blah. Um, Because the principal, Mr. Wilson calls them all in for like this pep rally to like reprimand them for wearing bathrobes or for reprimand them for for the stickers was one of them. Yeah. But it's this girl and she is deemed the most bangable. And so Mitchell Wilson, after that, tries to assault her at a party. And she goes to the principal. And the principal does nothing, obviously, because it's Mitchell's dad. Mm-hmm. It's a whole thing. It's so, a whole thing. In the movie, the head cheerleader was Mitchell's girlfriend. And mm-hmm. they were dating, like, 10th grade year. And they went to prom. And... She went home, and then he came into her home and raped her in her bed. Where were her parents? I don't know. <laughs> Why would you lock the door behind you? If you're I don't home know the, alone? Because, Obviously, like, she has not listened to true crime. <laughs> true crime will save you. Um, <laughs> but, so, she, it's at the very end of the movie, and they're, so... Vivian's kind of losing her shit. There's a letter anonymously left for Moxie and it explains, I was raped. I, you know. That was a letter. I don't know what to do. No one listens to me. Please help me because you're the only one that I think can help me. So Vivian loses her shit. She paints in red paint on the steps of the school rape port. Instead of, what's the school's name again? Rockport. East Rockport. Rockport. So she changed it to rape port. And... She stages a walkout, and so she walks that out, is... and that's so. And so... she walks out. All these girls walk out of school. Some guys actually walk out of school too, which I yeah. found Seth did. Really... Yeah, Seth did. Seth Acosta. Seth and his little handful of ba- buddies who speak baseball stats to him that he doesn't understand. Yeah, he says it like three times. So cute. So. Vivian gets up and she starts talking about Moxie and she starts talking about this thing and she admits to running Moxie at the walkout. She admits to to starting Moxie and running it in the zines. And that's when... Did the principal try to, like, expel everybody? They threatened to expel everyone. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, But they were all like, you can't expel all of us, so fuck you. Yeah. There's, like, one freshman girl. Vivian's like, I don't know. Because Vivian doesn't organize it at all in the book. So they just all come to school one day and all of these bright pink posters are all over the front doors of the school um, saying like, um, like I was raped or I was assaulted. Nobody believed me. We're walking out on Tuesday and nobody knows who did the posters. Nobody who puts them up. And at this point, Vivian is just like kind of taking a step back. She's like feeling like her and Seth had a fight over it and she's just like, whatever, I don't really care anymore. And this happens. And so they're all like, Oh, should I walk out? Should I not? Because the principal's threatening to suspend and expel everybody. And so then she finds out that it was, um, the girl because they're all in English class. The walkout is in during English class. It's like the Mm -hmm. attendance bell. And what happens is the bell rings and everybody's looking around and Mitchell's in her English class and so is Seth and so is Claudia and Sarah and then this uh, cheerleader girl who I forget her name. Um, Mm -hmm. But everyone's like looking at each other and nobody's getting up and so right as Vivian is starting to stand up, 
this girl stands up and she turns around and she's like, Mitchell Wilson, you're an asshole or some something really inflammatory that everyone's like, ah. And so then Vivi's like, yeah, let's go. And so she stands up or the girl walks out and the Vivian's like, ah. and so then Vivian gets up and walks out and like has to run down the hall to catch up with yeah. her. And that's how she mm-hmm. finds out that it was her. And then she's like, do you want to say something when, once they're all outside? Um, and so they, then they say something. That's when Vivian admits to the zine. And then everybody's like, well, she wasn't the only one. I did it too. She wasn't the only one. Right. I did it too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That did happen. So Vivian admitted to the zine. And then um, Lucy was like, well, I started the Instagram. And then someone else was like, well, I did oh, this. Oh, Lucy was I there? Oh, yeah. Yeah, Lucy was so there. So was, was Claudia expelled at that point or suspended at that point? Claudia was. It. Claudia was. Oh, okay. They kept saying expelled and suspended. And I'm like, those are two totally different it's things. way different. Yeah. Y'all need to get your shit straight because I don't understand what's happening. Yeah. Um, but that's. So they were at the, the rally outside of the school. There were a bunch of people gathered. And, like, Vivian yeah. was speaking. And then. The cheerleader, whose name is, I cannot remember her name. Oh, my God. Why can't she I remember walks her up. name either? Yeah. She walks up. It's probably and she like goes, Tiffany. <laughs> <laughs> it might be. Um, so she walks up and she says, last year I was Dada's girlfriend. And then she explains the whole story and everyone's yeah. just like shook. Everyone is fucking shook. No one knows what to say. And like, I don't know because I don't know how to. Revealing that is hard in general, and I, it doesn't always play out the way it plays out in this movie, and that worries me that someone's going to see this and be like, oh, if I just, it'll be fine, I'll have a big group of people to support me. Like, you might have a big group of people to support you, but there's also the other side of that, where they won't. And this, this movement, like, it was like the culmination of this movement. It had been building yeah. all year. Um, yeah. But I see what you're saying for sure because that's when Vivi and Seth have their huge. I keep calling her Vivi. They don't call her Vivi in the book at all. They call her Viv or Vivian. I don't know where I got that from. But um, so Seth has. They have this big argument because he's like, "Well, are you sure? Are you sure that happened?" And she's like, "What do you fucking mean? Mm-hmm. Like, of course I'm sure. Like, you don't just say something like that." And so she just right. gets really pissy at him. But guess what? He's a 16 year old boy. He's been fed the same lies that all of the rest of us have, and he just needs a minute to digest information, have a calm conversation with him, let him know that you're angry, that he thought that, and tell him why. Don't just fucking yell at him and like leave. Yeah. No, but see, I can see why she's angry because, like, no, she's rightfully so. But at the same time, after everything is said and done, and like Lucy tells her, well, you know. He he's one of the good guys. Like he just needs to think about it. No, he probably has never even been given that cons- option before. You know, and, right? And his, her mom says the same thing. And so then Seth, at the end or whatever, like apologizes, and she doesn't apologize to him. And she was so- such a bitch. Like, like <laughs> yes, you can be mad, but like. Didn't let him say anything. Didn't even entertain the conversation. Just told him off and walked away. And then was like, I think we broke up. I was like, I fucking hate you, Vivian. You're so stupid. <laughs> just, she's, she's just like, in the book, she's just so pretentious and just like, I'm so shy, but I started this movie. No, in the like, movie, she's kind of, she's. I mean, she annoys me a little bit in the movie, but for the most part, she's kind of kick-ass because she's she's doing this movement and she's making her voice heard and she's making all the voices of these girls heard because that's important. Cause like, I wanted to bring this up 
because it was a big movement, the Me Too movement. Yeah. And I remember when it happened. And I remember seeing it on Facebook, not understanding what it meant. And I Googled it. And then I was like, oh, do I say something? Because I was like, oh, I've never been. And then I sat and I thought about it. And I was like, oh, yes, I have. And it was weird because I was like, and this is why I, I don't, I will never tell someone, don't tell your story. Always tell your story. Mm-hmm. Tell people what has happened to you because it should be known and it should be out there. And if you've been assaulted or raped or something horrible has happened to you, you deserve to seek that justice. But yes. it's also, it's scary as hell to sit there and go, hey, this is what's happened to me. I want to press charges. That is terrifying. And most of the time women get so scared that they back out, which is completely understandable because they've already been through so much. Yeah. And because no. nobody ever believes them. It's when yes. it, traditionally when it's a woman's word against a man's word, the woman is never believed. No. And so to come out and say that, this is just like the Brett Kavanaugh hearings. Like, why the mm-hmm. fuck would she say that if it wasn't true? Like, exactly. you're not going to admit that about yourself. Admit your trauma. Put yourself into that vulnerable position when it's not true. Like, that's, uh, it's just so mind-boggling. It, 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 it's almost on the same level as, like, when there's the, there was that whole um, transgender bathroom issue a couple years ago, and now it's, like, a transgender yeah. women in sports issue. Like, you mm-hmm. are not going to pretend to be transgender for your whole life just to have an unfair advantage in a sport or just to get into a bathroom to, like, creep mm-hmm. on other women. You're not going to fucking do that. No. And, like, number two, just that this is a total sidebar, but this is, like, a hot topic right now. Number two in the sports thing. There are unfair advantages all over the board in sports. One school oh my could God, have more yeah. money and recruit more tall women. One school could have a better, like, athletic training program and end up having more muscular women. Like, there are all types of women. So if you are born with different biological functions than what is traditionally considered a woman, that doesn't mean that you have an unfair advantage. It means you have different ab- like abilities than other women. Just like Alyssa and I have different abilities as women. Like, yes. oh, I'm so mad about it. I'm so mad I know. about it's, it. It's so irritating. And, it, and, and like I will say, I didn't fully embrace this feminist part of me until I was like older. And con- mm-hmm. I'm not saying I didn't understand it when I was younger. I don't think I was in the mind space to understand it, mm-hmm. like fully grasp it. Mm-hmm. Um. But now I'm just like, fuck yeah, let that feminist flag fly. Now my heart's and don't beating. Oh my god, so worked up. I know. I'm like, oh, I'm so angry, but I'm also like, we don't have much time left because we've know, been talking forever. Um, but I did want to say something about the zines. Let me check my notes really quick. So, okay. um, I don't know if you've ever heard of zines before, but we made zines no, in college. No, zines were not a thing around here. So and my my liberal college, I went to Antioch um, College, which was like super, super, super liberal. And we made zines like we had like I, I'll have to get some out and take a picture so we can post them to the Instagram because I saved them. <laughs> um, and they were the coolest fucking shit. It was like you you spent hours cutting out pictures from different magazines and crafting little stories. And then you would just print them and place them around and people would grab them. It's, it was fantastic way, like a social movement thing. 
Um, and also the bands in this book are fantastic. And also, oh my all god, of the, the soundtrack for this movie was insanely yeah, good. I bet. I bet. So I identified with the mom the most. This is hysterical because Vivian. It sounds like she was way cooler in the movie. She was definitely kind of a pushover in the book, and I didn't feel like. She had that moment that pushed her to do it. It was just kind of like she was like, oh, well, I guess I'll make these zines. It didn't really make sense for her to have that kind of anger to make it. Um, It wasn't built up like that, at least for me listening to it. But the mom, she did all this Riot girl shit. She was like a super feminist. And she listened to all these bands, which, of course, I knew all the bands because I was that kind of person. (laughs) (laughs) Flashback to music from a new another world. (laughs) Like when we read that book. Um. But I was like, fuck, I'm the mom. Because the mom's now in like this nine to five job. She's being a nurse. She's doing the best she can. Because right after high school, the mom had left and gone to the West Coast um, and then got pregnant and like had to come back because her husband died. Um, So that was like Mm -hmm. terrible. And that's why she's living next door to the grandparents. But the mom is so fucking cool. And Vivian has these moments in the book where she's like, should I tell my mom? She'd be really proud of me, but should I tell her? Should I talk to my mom? And I'm like, yes, bitch. Talk to your mom. Of anybody. She's going to know exactly what to tell you. She's going to encourage you in the correct ways. Like, she's not going to. At one point at the end of the book, Vivian's like, well, I kind of, like I know that my mom would support me, but like I feel like it would be like giving over the movement to an adult. I'm like, no, it's not. She would still let you have it. She's not going to tell anybody. I'm so no, mad. She would just, like, help you out with it. Right, right. Oh. And with the whole John thing, she's like, well, you know, like, he's a good person. And we all have differences. And it's just nice to have a good person to, like, be with or whatever. And it was just like, oh, I just, I I'm loved the, the mom. mom so much more. I'm the mom. This is the first book. This is the first YA book that I've ever read where I'm like, I'm the mom. But also in my books, the mom is never there anyway. So Yeah, the mom's why. Dead, so. <laughs> oh, um, the last thing I was gonna mention, I know I'm talking a lot in this episode. No, it's but okay. so the name Moxie. When I went to college my second year of college, it was in Maine. And in Maine, in some states they have like local sodas. So in like um in Kentucky they have one. Um the name is completely escaping me right now. Um, but in, in Maine, they have one, it's called Moxie soda. Mm -hmm. It is licorice flavored soda. Nastiest thing I've ever drank. So every time they were like Moxie, I was like, why are they using this name of this nasty ass soda? Like it's so gross, but it's like a thing in Maine. Like that's the only place you can get it. You can order on Amazon, like a 12 pack for like 30 bucks. That's disgusting. (laughs) It's nasty. So anyway, I'm going to hand it over to you because I've been talking way, 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 way too much. Okay. Okay. All right, you guys. Thanks for listening. For behind the scenes looks and show notes, check out our Instagram at what y'all reading podcast or our website. Have any suggestions for books to read or historical fun facts? Please email us at what y'all reading podcast.com. Oh, wait. Sorry, which are reading podcast at gmail.com. Oh my goodness. It's not like I say this every time. Um, in the meantime, subscribe to the podcast and review us on your favorite podcast app. And we'll see you next time. Bye. Bye. Hey guys, are you ready for your historical fun fact of the week? 
Um, so the first major Riot Girl event actually occurred in August of 1991. I was a small child. Oh. At the International Pop Underground Convention in Washington, D.C., which boasted an all-female lineup including Bikini Kill, L7, Bratmobile, and Heavens to Betsy. There's your fun fact. All right, guys. See you next time.